The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, you know what? I want you to come on out and follow along with me. Well, everyone, I hope you uh, got your getting warm and stuff. There's a little bit of, uh, you know, it's, it's a little cool out there right now. Got to remember that. It's a little bit cool, so you're going to uh, enjoy the day. Uh, you know, we've got a pretty good show planned for you. Uh, first of all, we've got uh, Mike Feldman. Mike is a uh, young. Everybody's young to me now, I think. <laughs> Mike Feldman uh, is from the Cook County Forest Preserves Fisheries Division, and he's a very good trout angler. And he's going to tell us about how to catch these inland trout uh, in the 57 lakes and streams that there's still a bunch of fish in that they opened up last week. So uh, that'll be Mike Feldman. Uh, then we've got uh, another fine gentleman, Mr. Mark Kubal. Mark Kubal is a yellow perch fisherman who is pretty similar to like a hunting dog. That guy can sniff him out on Lake Michigan and other lakes anywhere. It's, it's amazing. But uh, he's going to be coming on to talk about, because in a couple weeks, the temperature of the lake is going to be, pretty close to what you want it to be to for those perch to move back in because it's really turned into a you know cold weather fishing right now uh that, that's another important thing the uh so we're going to be talking with him about uh, perch fishing lake michigan and maybe a couple of other ponds uh and last but not least uh who knows where this interview is going to go because mr mike reynolds is coming on that's right our good buddy mike reynolds is coming on and um Mike is a pro staffer for Primos, uh, and you, you also see him at Bass Pro Shops a lot doing seminars. Uh, with, it's all hunting seminars. Uh, and we're going to be talking about early deer season and how to improve our odds at, you know, getting a, a trophy uh, deer to walk in front of us. Uh, and and if, if anybody could do it, Mike can explain it to us so that even I can understand it. And I think that's the important thing. If I can understand it, anybody can understand it. <laughs> so that's going to be kind of a cool thing. But we also want to say thank you to our sponsors that bring this program to you every single week. And you know who we're talking about. We're talking about Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, all five stores in our area and across this country, about 35 of them that can hear this program. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, where your adventure starts here. Waterworks Marine. Uh, looking at maintaining that boat for the winter and anything else, uh, or picking up a 2020 boat. They've got them lined up. They're free to check out. Paul's Pizza in Westchester, DiamondGhostCharters.com, HookAndHuntTV.com, Midwest Outdoors Magazine, who on the 30th and November 1st is having a big uh, sale of fishing tackle and fillet knives and all kinds of miscellaneous stuff. They're kind of cleaning house a little bit there right now. And we're seeing our friends at Ren Lake Area Tourism, visit renlake.com, enjoy renlake.com. Those are the other two. Seven Winds Casino in Hayward, Wisconsin. 
little bit of musky fishing in the day, a little bit of gaming tables at night, a good meal. Can't go wrong with that with me if you ask that. And remember, we're the official station for Shimano high school and college fishing teams as we've been for the last uh, well, several years. I want to thank them very much for that. Um, but really, we're, we've got a pretty good show lined up for you. We're going to have some fun. We're going to do all kinds of activities. So, you know, pour yourself a little cup of coffee, open up a little soda pop for yourself, sit back, enjoy the show. Remember, you're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Come to Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's for their It's Here Go Hunt sale going on now till November 3rd. It's fall, and whether you're hunting or enjoying the outdoors with your friends, Bass Pro Shops Go Hunt sale has the biggest flannel fest sale in the country. And it's so nice, it'll keep you warm and looking good in the great outdoors. Stay warm this fall with a new flannel shirt for only $26.97. That's a 33% savings. <sighs> Get that buck in close for that shot of a lifetime with a Buck Bomb scent cans. Two cans for $9.99. That's almost a $10 savings. With hunting season here, so don't miss the big sale on firearms, ammunition, camouflage, clothing, and everything you need for this hunting season. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's has all your outdoor needs for their It's Here Go Hunt sale going on now till November 3rd. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, it's where your next outdoor adventure begins. Buy a fishing boat in November from Waterworks that's powered by a Mercury motor and say, oh yeah, it is saving money. Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills is having truckloads of Lowe's, Lunds, Sea Pros, Monterey boats, all powered by a Mercury motor delivered every week. And they are giving you boat show incentives now. Layaway prices now and winter discounts now for five years running waterworks has received the prestigious csi award for customer satisfaction so you know waterworks is many steps above all other dealers for price and service waterworks can also save you money on winterizing and winter storage just call them at 708-798-9700 or go to waterworks with an e.com and say oh yeah to saving more money you only need to say one word, Shimano, and you know you're talking about the smoothest, most efficient spinning reel and bait casting reels on the market. Whether it's Stella, Stratic, Corrado, Anteras, or others, when you match it up with a Shimano fishing rod, you're holding a fish catching machine. Made to last and perfectly balanced for bass, trout, muskie, and panfish, Shimano is the only name you need to remember the next time you walk into your local dealer. What's the name? Shimano. This segment and interview is brought to you by Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, where your next outdoor adventure begins. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. Hey, thank you, Sarah. My daughter, Sarah, always like hearing her voice. And her and little John, Chicago. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Uh, the Illinois Department of Natural Resources has announced this week that they are approving like $737,500 in grants for five wildlife uh, habitat projects throughout Illinois. Uh, this is They're using the Illinois Habitat Fund, the stamps that we buy. Uh, this is for game and non-game animals. Uh, and these projects are developed by nonprofit organizations, some other state agencies that are doing some you know, uh, property work uh, that's going to be for the not just cutting the grass. I mean, you know, they're they're doing work to make it better 
for the critters that are out there. And for just and it's really a cool program. And it's good to see these dollars, you know, going to work for you know sportsmen and women out there who enjoy just being out. Um, I mentioned it last week, and oh yeah, yeah, I've seen more, I've seen more deer laying on the side of the road this week uh, since last week's show. And really, I'm, I just want to make sure you people understand, uh, you know, these deer are starting to act goofy. It's coming, it's mating season, so. You know, the boys are more interested in the girls right now, and the girls are like, hey, get out of here. Uh, th- but that'll change a little bit. But if you see a deer on the road, first of all, anytime you're in a wooded area, slow down. Just slow down. You don't have to do, you know, 65 through a 30, okay? <laughs> uh, for It's a forest preserves, farm fields. This is the, if you see one deer, trust me, there's going to be a lot more around it. Uh, but if you see a deer... Uh, you know, pay, pay attention to what's going on. Uh, keep an eye on this. At night, you can watch the, the eyes that are glowing. That's another important thing. Uh, back at you, reflecting the headlights. Uh, we also, you know, you know, deer just stop in the middle of the road, and, or they'll, they'll shoot across and double back in front of you. So, oh, the deer will cross. I could go. No, they're going to double back. You just, you have to be careful. Uh, if if it's inevitable, you're going to bang the deer, okay? Okay. Uh, you can try to your best to get a little bit out of its way, but don't leave your lane. Don't go into the lane, the other lane, because you'll get maybe into an accident with oncoming traffic, and that will be a thousand times worse than you know hitting the deer. Uh, but please be careful. You know, in Illinois last year, I remember or last week reporting that there were like fifteen thousand six hundred and thirty-six motor vehicle accidents involving deer in Illinois. Uh, of these, 14998 resulted in damage to property, obviously. 630 caused personal injury to the drivers and passengers. Eight of the crashes were fatal to the humans. Eight. Um, you know, more, 40% of these are happening in you know October, uh, November, and December. And these are the highest months that, you know, get these, you know, deer accident problems. And all it is is being more aware of what's going on out there and and just not talking and listening to the tunes we've got to look what's outside and please be careful this time of the year any forest preserves cornfields uh state parks wooded areas you never know where those they're going to pop up from heck i even saw deer one time on i think was 79th and harlem avenue in chicago and this isn't just in chicago and illinois i'm talking for wisconsin michigan indiana ohio any state and throughout the United States that listening to the show. Uh, it's really, this is the time of the deer get a little bit goofy. I know I spent a little more time on it than I wanted to, but please be careful. Uh, you know, that catchable trout thing, don't forget there's 57 lakes, rivers, streams, ponds, all kinds of stuff um, that you can catch these rainbow trout in this weekend. Uh, unless you're under stage of 16, blind, disabled, uh, or Illinois resident on leave from uh, active duty in the military, you don't need a license, but everybody else needs one. Please remember that. Uh, starting next year, the Michigan plans to increase Chinook stocking. Yay! I'm happy about this one. <laughs> By 150,000 more fish they're going to stock into this Michigan waters, uh, the streams and stuff. So they're going from a 504,000 fish to 654,000 fish that they're stocking. And so is Indiana, Michigan, uh, Illinois, and Wisconsin improving their stocking. Uh, the population of feed uh, bait fish went up, so they're able to do that. Uh, 
Currently in Michigan, Upland game is still open. Grouse, uh, pheasant, the woodcock, they're all open, and it's going. Uh, woodcock season open through I think November fourth. So uh, it's it's so much fun to chase those little guys. It really is. Hey, up in Wisconsin, uh, October thirty first. That's right around the corner. Trick or treat day. Um, the deadline of purchase licenses for the two thousand and twenty Lake Winnebago Stygian fishing Stygian. That's a Marx Brothers. Horse feathers, 1939. So it was a password. Stoichens. He's a doctor. He cut you open. Uh, <laughs> but the state biologists are, are forecasting a great opportunities to, to land some of these fish of a lifetime. If you're a Wisconsin resident, you only get 20 bucks. You have to pay. If you're non-state, it's $65 for non-residents can purchase. And you go to either the gowild.wi.gov or you can you know purchase license uh, from a vendor. Those are the other important thing. Uh, Fishing-wise, snagging is open in Illinois uh, from October 1st to December 31st. Uh, Fullerton Avenue Bridge and Lincoln Park Lagoon uh, to the back end of the lagoon. Waukegan Harbor, North Harbor Basin only. Winnetka Power Plant Discharge area. Jackson Harbor, uh, the inner and outer harbors. That's where you can do some activity there. Uh, Cook County Forest Preserves, we're going to be talking about the the, the trout that uh, Feldman's been catching late in the afternoon. He's doing a good job of it, too. Uh, some of the largemouth bass are still hitting some surface baits. Worked a little bit slower, and live bait's working very well for them right now. And I really do mean that. Some big uh, golden roaches and, and things like that. Chain Lake State Park. Um, they're trying to do drawdown now, uh, but, you know, a little rain up north always brings more water in, it seems like. Uh, we're getting some crappy around deeper holes. And fox and pistake, uh, musky want meat. If you can get suckers, I would throw a sucker out there, and then I would throw a medium-sized bucktail, shallow raider, stuff like that. Medium, not big size. Uh, I'm re-channeling Catherine. Perch are popping up in the channel right now, uh, so I would check out some of those. And walleye are still uh, getting a minnow and jig. White bass are best on a, like a blade bait ripped up and down or a large fathead minnow. Our buddies at Ren Lake, visit renlake.com. Enjoy renlake.com. Uh, Jason Johns is spanking crappy again. Man, I got to get down there and go fish with Jason. We laugh so hard when we're in our boat together. That's very, very good. And at Seven Winds Casino, we're seeing some uh, turnover in some lakes. Water temps are in the mid, I mean, the lower 50s. Uh, vegetation is dying quickly, which makes it easier to see these big fish, fish out there. Uh, musky, big northern pike are usually very hungry this time of year. So uh, choose a lure that it's not too big. Uh, large paddle tail, thumb, you know, swim baits are working pretty good. Bulldogs, uh, just about any large rubber bait is also a good thing to th- throw. But don't throw the biggest one. Throw a medium-sized one. I would definitely try that. Well, i tell you what, we're going to take a little bit of a break. We come back, we've got some great people that are coming on the program today. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. You love watching us on TV? Now you can enjoy the great outdoors every day of the week with a subscription to Midwest Outdoors magazine. For only $14.95, you get 12 big issues loaded with the best of fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors. Each one packed with how-to and where-to-go information you can use all year long. Call 1-800-606-FISH. What are you waiting for? Call 1-800-606-FISH and start your adventure with Midwest Outdoors today. 
Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577 and plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. Buy a fishing boat in November from Waterworks that's powered by a Mercury motor and say... Oh, yeah, it is saving money. Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills is having truckloads of Lowe's, Lunds, Seapros, Monterey boats, all powered by a Mercury motor, delivered every week. And they are giving you boat show incentives now, layaway prices now, and winter discounts now. For five years running, Waterworks has received the prestigious CSI Award for customer satisfaction, so you know Waterworks is many steps above all other dealers for price and service. Waterworks can also save you money on winterizing and winter storage. Just call them at 708-798-9700 or go to waterworkswithane.com and say, oh yeah, to saving more money. HookandHuntTV.com is educating and informative. Jim Crowley shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why. If you have attended his seminars, you know his no-nonsense approach. Learn, watch, learn, and apply. Information is the key to success on HookandHuntTV.com. Remember, Chauncey's Great Outdoors is the official station for Shimano High School and College fishing results and fishing teams. This segment is brought to you by Shimano. Hi, this is Bill Cullerton, and you're listening to Chauncey Great Outdoors. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And on the phone, we've got a fine gentleman, Mike Feldman, who really has a passion for the outdoors. But this time of the year, he starts shaking at the end of the business day because he knows he's going trout fishing. Is that right, Mike? That's true, Chauncey. How's it going? Good afternoon. (laughs) Good afternoon. Mike, you like fishing and hunting and this and that. It's probably a long list of things that you enjoy doing. But this trout season, fall trout is always a fun, different kind of season, isn't it? Oh, it, it totally is. Uh, the, tr- the trout are kind of a little bit acting a little bit different, you know. They're uh, in the spring, but you know it gives us a different challenge, and I totally enjoy it. Part of the problem is a lot of people are saying, well, especially because you know it's the inland trout season, and there's 57 lakes, streams, ponds, whatever, that are stocked with trout, and people are saying, oh, they're so hard to catch, and they're this and that. I go out there and I'll watch people fish for them, and I think they're out. They think they're on a tuna boat fishing from shore. That's uh, that's kind of true. Uh, I know, like, when I do my trout fishing, uh, I usually go out the opening day, and I do pretty well for myself. But like you said, you see people with giant basketball-sized bobbers and tuna-sized hooks and giant weights. But uh, I don't know what they're thinking they're catching. I know, like, the average trout that we stock in our lakes are a pound to a pound and a half. Or, I'm sorry, half a pound to a pound. Mm-hmm. So I don't think those hooks are going to fit in their mouth, and they're going to have a hard time pulling those bobbers under the water. So... Um, maybe that's why people have such a hard time catching some of the trout. Um, Could but be. I, sorry, go on. 
No, I said that could be. And, and I think part of that is because they, uh, a lot of the, and we're going to just talk about the forest preserve lakes, and I don't care what county you're in, but the, the most forest preserve lakes are, are pretty clean, clear water. Uh, that they stock these trout in because it's the fall of the year. There's not a lot of, you know, people aren't, you know, chewing up the water with stuff. And But here we are, you know, you're seeing the trout swim by at Axe Head Lake in a school. And they're like, oh, they're just under the water, so we're going to try for those fish. Well, those fish really don't care what you're throwing at them. Mm-hmm. I would think. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, sometimes the best thing is to fish what you don't see. Even though trout are schooling species, I know, like for me, um, I tend to use a little bit different setup when I fish. I like to use a uh, very light tackle. I'll usually use about four-pound test, like monofluorocarbon, mm-hmm. size 10 or 12 hook. Sometimes I'll use either just a really small treble hook, like a size 14, that works too. Uh, and then about maybe a foot, uh, three feet up from that hook, I will put like BB size split shot, really light tackle. And that way I fish down off the bottom instead of fishing off the top. Um, and usually some of those bigger trout tend to hang a little bit lower in that water column just because it's a little bit cooler, and they can kind of cruise down lower and see up, um, you know, maybe a foot or two off the bottom because they're picking off insects and other little macroinferbates that may be hiding in the weeds or mm-hmm. rocks. And that's where I kind of target my fishing. Oh, I think you just said something that was important. A variety of species. Uh, crappie, they prefer to feed upwards. Bass usually will go at something straight. Trout, because of their eye placement and stuff, they like to float up underneath something and grab it, don't they? They true, they do. And that's why you see a lot of fishermen, um, especially in streams and stuff, using fly rods because they like to mimic some of the nymphs that are either tumbling along the bottom, along the rocks, or the flies that the adults that are emerging from the nymph stage and staying up on top of the water. Mm-hmm. And if you um, look at a trout, actually, too, a kind of fun fact, if you notice, the top of the trout is a really, really dark color and has all that spots and camouflage, whereas the bottom of it is more of a white, uh, opaque color. And if you are a fly or a small fish and you're up on the top of the water column looking down, the fish kind of blends in because it's darker. The light doesn't penetrate it down farther. Um, but when you look up, it's, you, know, you see light. So the fish is kind of camouflaged from the bottom and the top from both its prey, which is kind of a cool little fact. Mm-hmm. It is. And once again, you know, people are using two-odd hooks. Oh, come on, folks. And, and the, other, I, the other thing I like to see is, you know those catfish bobbers that you'll see that are about a foot long? Mm-hmm. About the diameter of a, you know, a wooden pole? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, maybe they just want to be outdoors for the day. They don't want to catch any fish. Yeah, that's okay. They just like watching the waves roll, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, so. you, what, was the, what kind of baits do you like to use? Now, for me, I like to use a different variety of baits, but uh, usually I'll go with my go-to is just, as I said before, really light tackle, a little hook, uh, maybe about a size 10 or 12 with some uh, power bait. Mm-hmm. It comes in a variety of different colors. Uh, I go with just the you know brand name Berkeley, and I'll use, I have a arsenal of colors. It's kind of sad. I have purple and chartreuse and orange and white and some with speckles, some without, different scents. Um, but the one that holds, t- you know, um, true for me mm-hmm. is the, it's like a yellow color. It's called the cheese scent. And I'll put that a glob on my hook. Um, and how much I put on my hook depends on how the fish are acting that day. And I'll just fish that off the bottom. Um, other days I'll use little rooster tails, little inline spinners, and cast that out. And I'm not usually casting very far, maybe 15 to 10 feet out from where I'm at. 
because a lot of the trout that we're stocking are staying within that zone. They're not going out into the deep water, out in the open water, mm. staying closer to the shore, staying in schools. Um, so you really don't have to go that far. And then sometimes I'll use minnows, sometimes I'll use worms. It really kind of depends on what they're hitting on that day and that hour and that minute. Hmm. Oh, oh, when If they kind of flip you to fin, as they say, you know, and, and ignore everything that you're throwing at them, what do you, you know, what do you go to? Well, that's why I always keep in my back pocket my little fly rod. No. Um, I have a little uh, five-weight fly rod, and I have a variety of different nymphs mm-hmm. um, and like little flies, imitation flies. But uh, the one that usually works for me sometimes is called a pink squirrel fly. I, I know you can get it up in Wisconsin. They use them in the driftless area a lot. They're kind of popular. Mm. I think it's supposed to imitate like a scud or something, such a little macroinvertebrate. And every once in a while, if they're not hitting anything, I can pull out my fly rod just because, you know, it can't hurt. I'm not catching anything on anything else, so why not try? Uh, I'll get a couple snickers, people laughing at me, but I kind of got the last laugh when I start catching fish with my fly rod. Mm. <clears throat> That's cool. And, you know, I'm one time I remember having a conversation with you, and I'll even go to a fly rod sometimes, but I don't use a fly rod. I'll just go to my ultralight rod and reel setups and i put on a little casting bobber which is a a clear plastic bobber that you don't you have to put it on your line so the point of the bobber is aimed back at you it's not like a regular bobber folks and you fill it halfway with water you cast it out there because you attach the bobber on the line so there's let's say three four feet of line past the bobber and that's where your fly is and then you just work it back and wait for that Rainbow to say, ooh, I'm going to come and check it, and it's gone. Mm-hmm. I've seen that done before. I have not yet myself tried that. I mm-hmm. have a couple in my arsenal. I just, I've never been brave enough to try it. But, you know, when desperate times call for desperate measures, you have to kind of bust something out and try something new. Yeah. Especially with late-season trout. I know people think trout are stupid, but after a while, they start, you know, the ones that are a little hard of learning, they, they get picked off, and then mm-hmm. you have the smart ones left behind, and They've seen everything thrown at them under the sun, the power bait and the minnow on the hook. And, you know, not a lot of people fish or fly, so that's a, it's a really good tactic to use. I always said it's amazing that something with the brain the size of the fin- your fingernail, your little pinky fingernail, can outsmart you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Cause you go bald from pulling all your hair. That's true, that's true. Hey, um, now, in, in the Cook County Forest Preserves, what lakes uh, were stocked with trout? So we stocked six of our lakes, um, ranging from all the way from the northwest all the way down to the south side of Cook County. So I'll, I'll kind of go off from the top. Mm-hmm. Up north, we have Axhead Lake. Um, that's right there by Park Ridge, and so is Baloo mm-hmm. Lake. Axhead got about 1,200 pounds of trout. Baloo got 1,000 pounds. Uh, and those are both bought by the Illinois DNR. Okay. Then when you start moving down further south, kind of in the Payless region, we have Horsetail Lake, mm-hmm. which the Cook County Forest Reserve, we bought the fishery section. That got about 1,000 pounds. And then you have Sag Quarry West, which had about 850 pounds. And then all the way down south on the south side, we have Green Lake, which is one of our less-known trout lakes. Not as many people fish it, but it definitely gets a good heavy dosing of trout in there. And that's about 667 mm-hmm. pounds. Cool. So, I mean, it's really spread across, and, and there's 50, 51 other lakes, ponds, and streams throughout the state of Illinois that are get, that got fish, and they're going to still have some fish, you know, 
for the next couple of weeks because they're not catching them all right away. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, I forgot, Bus- uh, Chauncey. What? We, we actually stocked Bussy North Pool. I'm sorry. I think it was kind of hidden there on my notes there. Oh. I, I actually got a really the most stocking because it only is a fall trout lake. We don't stock in spring. And that got uh, 2,700 pounds of trout. Wow. That's probably like, you know, roughly you're saying four, five. That's probably four. You know, that's 5,000 fish you stocked. That's that's correct. If you go off half a pound, there's yeah. quite a few. There's, and I'm going to tell you what, I was there when we stocked them, and they were really nice size. Um, the state brought some, and then we got some from a local, you know, or cool. a state hatchery, and it was they looked really nice. Well, Mike, I want to thank you for coming on today's show and talking to us about how to catch these trout that people have been missing. Mike Feldman is also uh, one of the fisheries Technician. technicians for the Forest Preserve District of Cook County, but he loves hunting and fishing. He loves hunting and fishing. And uh, he's a really good trout fisherman this time of the year. And I just thought you people would like to know that you're learning from a guy who talks fish. <laughs> okay, Mike? Well, thank you very much, Chauncey, for having me on. Everyone else, I hope you have good luck out there and tight lines. Very good. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Buy a fishing boat in November from Waterworks that's powered by a Mercury motor and say, oh yeah, to saving money. Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills is having truckloads of Lowe's, Lunds, Sea Pros, Monterey boats, all powered by a Mercury motor, delivered every week. And they are giving you boat show incentives now. Layaway prices now and winter discounts now for five years running waterworks has received the prestigious csi award for customer satisfaction so you know waterworks is many steps above all other dealers for price and service waterworks can also save you money on winterizing and winter storage just call them at 708-798-9700 or go to waterworks with an e.com and say oh yeah to saving more money It's Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN 1000 and ESPNChicago.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. On the phone with me, we have a fine person. This is a gentleman who is one of, I would have to rate him in the top three, four perch fishermen in the Chicagoland and northwest Indiana area. We've got Mr. Mark Kubal. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Chauncey, I'm doing swell today. How are you, my friend? Hey, my fingers are itching because we're coming to that time of the year where when we grew up as kids, we only fished for perch in May, June, July. And this has turned into a real fall-winter fishery for perch. Kind of, you can we catch more perch now in the off in the non-summer than you will during the summer. You have been zeroing in on them uh, for so long, and uh, what would, what do you think? In a couple of weeks, you think it's when you're going to see? I mean, we're hearing little spitters and scatters of a couple fish here, a couple fish there. But what do you think it's going to happen in a few weeks? Personally, what I look for is the water temperature. When the water temperature hits that fifty degree mark. And after about a week to 10 days of being at 50 degrees, the green light to the, the infiltration when the perch start moving in, it always seems to happen right around the beginning, mid, mid-November mid time. And it kind of it pretty much looks like it's going to be happening right around that time again. So about another week and a half to 10 days, I'd say. And you should start hearing reports of people uh, catching perch out on Lake Michigan. As I mentioned it, you know, just two minutes ago, 
if you were to say that to me 50 years ago <laughs> when I was a kid, no way would I agree, I agree with you. But it really has turned into this cold weather fishery. There's people fishing the shorelines. There's people fishing in boats. Hey, you don't see many people with power lines. I just thought about that. I don't see many power liners out there. These are just, it's a time of the year when those cold water perch just taste different to me. And I'm not talking bad. Oh, they're tasty, Chauncey. <laughs> they're tasty schmasty. Yes, they're they real are. tasty. Those mm. little yellow buggers coming out of that cold water. We like you then. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. You know, um, I can remember up to uh, 2014, I... Uh, had purchased um, my my next boat. It was it's a one eighteen seventy five. It's an impact, and I was fishing in Cal Park that summer, right around right around the Fourth of July, and that was the last last time that I was really on a good uh, summer pattern of you know eleven twelve inch males. They were pretty much all males that summer, mm -hmm. and that was that was for me. That was the last time that. I was on a real good, consistent summer pattern. And, uh, you know, before then, I, I noticed uh, it was, you know, November was just, November, December was just on fire. And, it yeah, it really has become a, a November uh, a November bite. It's kind of nice, too, because, you know, kids are off school the week of Thanksgiving, and they're in from college, families together, and it's really a, a nice, uh, bonding thing to do with with family and friends and get together and you can you can really have some fun times out there and you know the whole the whole process of you know not sleeping the night before with anticipation getting out on the water or fishing from shore catching them the camaraderie and the laughter and coming home and cleaning cleaning the fish together and then making that meal it's it's you know, it's the hunters and gatherers, I guess, and all of us. And uh, it's I really enjoy the whole process. Well, form of baits do you feel are better during that time of the year? For me, I look for uh, the largest fathead minnows I can find. Um, and the largest fatheads, I'll buy extra large fatheads. And what that'll do is it'll keep some of the smaller perch off. And, you know, you can feel them nibbling and you can pop the bait out of their mouth until the bigger fish come by. And mm -hmm. usually <clears throat> the the big perch, the perch that are in excess of 12, 13, 14, all the way up to 15, 15 and a half inches, um, whether you're fishing from shore or by boat, it, those real big fish, it's, it feels like one small little tick on the line. And then it, once you get that little tick, it's a single tick, you set the hook right away. Those smaller perch, well, you can feel them nibble, 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 kind of pulling on it a little bit. But that those larger perch are kind of uh, what I look for. Do you hook these large fatheads? Do you hook them in the nose? Do you hook them uh, in behind the dorsal fin? What What are you kind of like to hook them through? I used to hook them through the dorsal fin, and I way back when, and lost a lot of bait, or I had to keep replacing bait too often. Mm-hmm. Then I started hooking them in the lips, and it worked a little bit longer. I got more longevity out of the bait, but I pretty much hook them through the eyes now. And, and in the fall, um, you can catch perch after perch on a dead minnow because they're down there. They're looking for meat. They're going to hit anything that's in front of them. If it's shiny and move, you know, floating, if it's still, or it doesn't really matter in the fall. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, there's a lot less iteration to be thinking about in the fall time. Where would you, you know, and it, let's start out with, 
in Indiana waters and work our way up a little bit. Where would be some spots to take a look in Indiana? Uh, definitely one area that's been producing for about a month at least is out of the port of Indiana. Um, actually, it was producing pretty much all summer out of the port in Indiana, out of Burns Ditch area there in around 24, 25 feet of water and in shallower along weed edges. And then guys were getting them out in that <clears throat> 40 to 50 feet of water right out of, right literally straight out of the Burns mm-hmm. Ditch area over to Calumet Park area. Um, guys can fish the Cal Park Channel from boat. We're at the mouth there. They can go up in through the Calumet River. There's several areas that are communal, community kind of fish holes up in there, up in north of there. There's some areas that kind of eyeball, but I haven't really gotten to yet, like that artificial reef that's up there. Oh, yeah. That would be an area to definitely consider, definitely consider scouting uh, for perch, too. You can get up into uh, the Navy Pier area. You know, Navy Pier, there's some great fishing out of Navy Pier in November off of uh, the pier. You know, you can get in there at 6 a.m. and mm-hmm. get your uh, ticket validated and fish from 6 to 10. As long as you're out of there by 10 a.m., the parking's 5 bucks. They but, may change that price this year, but it, it's, a, it's a less than if you were there without a fishing license. Oh, yeah. You have to show them your fishing license. I, you know, when I go down there for fish and I, I don't punch out a ton, I, I like to stick around there for a little longer mm-hmm. and kind of taking the scenes but that's you know it's just kind of my routine do you also go north of navy pier like montrose and diversity you can i don't see why you're not going to find perch inside montrose harbor you know i fish there too as well it's been quite a while since i've been there but you can side fish uh the gap there at montrose harbor where there's current moving in and out mm. yeah there's fish definitely going to be coming into into the harbor areas for sure that's where these perch will show up this whole area a lot of opportunity i think the one we jumped past uh, was that 87th Street slip where you can't fish in the slip, you can fish at the mouth of the slip. And it's a, a park district park now, actually, uh, is another good location. And I hear that uh, sometimes uh, the Chicago River, if you're working uh, some spots in the Chicago River, they can pick up a few perch here and there. Yeah, you know, there are some, there's a couple of guys. Uh, one na- one guy's name is Oscar Santos. I'm friends with him on Facebook. And this guy, is a, he's a very accomplished fisherman. Mm-hmm. And he, he fishes the Chicago River. I don't know historically if they go up in the river, but I, I've never started really hearing reports of fish getting caught in there up until a couple of years ago when guys started fishing in that area, catching, catching pretty nice fish. The 87th uh, Street area from shore is good. It's very limited, though. You can also park at 92nd and Ewing. Uh, there's a scrap yard there you can park at and walk to the walk along the, the dirt road to the uh, or to the little bridge there and fish offshore. So there's plenty of areas that you can fish uh, from shore or by boat. Once them perch come in, they're in. They're in in good numbers. The thing about perch is they're nomadic. They move around where the bait is, and they'll they'll be there. Then they're going to be gone. And, and if you're fishing from shore, you know, just being patient is really a good thing because what's nice about down in the south, then if you're fishing 87th, you're not catching anything. You can go to 92nd Street or a couple other areas from shore and try that bite over there as well too and usually the guys that move around a little bit during the day they're a little bit more successful with with their harvest i know some people in the winter also use uh they'll take a squid and cut it into strips so it's kind of like that white material and put it on their hook and do you use either a a crappie rig or do you just use a split you know a split shot and a hook at the end of your line i'm I'm pretty uh, blue collar with that. I go pick up a 99 cent crappie rig, mm-hmm. an Eagle Claw crappie rig. 
I'll put an ounce to an ounce and a half, all the way down the bottom. I do replace the leaders with eight-pound cigar uh, fluorocarbon. I use number four uh, Mr. Crappie Gold Crappie uh, hooks. They're mm-hmm. bait. They're it's kind of it's got a, bait, a bent shank on it. Excellent, excellent hook. I just like the fluorocarbon leaders because they're less visible in the water. And I, I've played around with perch flies over the years, and I've caught a lot of fish on perch flies. I tie my own perch flies, but. I've come back to just the old, good old-fashioned uh, crappie rig with just four carbon line and just a good old-fashioned gold hook, you know, yeah. just keeping it simple. What kind of boat are you running now? I am running an 1875 Impact, a Lund. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm having um, I'm having additions put on it mm-hmm. by the gentleman down at Hennepin Marine. They're no. uh, excellent. Yeah, they're an excellent group of people. Uh, very, very knowledgeable people, a great service department. So I go into the showroom there, and I look at all the lungs, and my mouth is, you know, I'm like a kid in a candy store in there. They've got a, a 2020 um, Lund. It's an impact, but it's one of those, it's a 2075 impact. It's black and red. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, man, is it a sweet ride. But uh, I have 112, 112-pound thrust to rove on the tip. Yeah. And I run a 36-volt system with uh, AGM batteries. I use Marine. Come to Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's for their It's Here Go Hunt sale going on now till November 3rd. It's fall, and whether you're hunting or enjoying the outdoors with your friends, Bass Pro Shops Go Hunt sale has the biggest flannel fest sale in the country. And it's so nice, it'll keep you warm and looking good in the great outdoors. Stay warm this fall with a new flannel shirt for only $26.97. That's a 33% savings. <sighs> Get that buck in close for that shot of a lifetime with a Buck Bomb scent cans. Two cans for $9.99. That's almost a $10 savings. With hunting season here, so don't miss the big sale on firearms, ammunition, camouflage, clothing, and everything you need for this hunting season. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's has all your outdoor needs for their It's Here Go Hunt sale going on now till November 3rd. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, it's where your next outdoor adventure begins. You only need to say one word, Shimano, and you know you're talking about the smoothest, most efficient spinning reel and bait casting reels on the market. Whether it's Stella, Stratic, Corrado, Antares, or others, when you match it up with a Shimano fishing rod, you're holding a fish catching machine. Made to last and perfectly balanced for bass, trout, muskie, and panfish, Shimano is the only name you need to remember the next time you walk into your local dealer. What's the name? Shimano. Hey, fellow fishermen, Kerry Wood here. Make sure to tune in to ESPN Chicago every Saturday morning at 6 a.m. for Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And on the phone with me, I have the gentleman who has taught me more about hunting than probably most people that I know. The only thing we haven't hunted is coyotes, and we'll talk about that sometime. But Mr. Mike Reynolds, how you doing, buddy? Good. How are you, John? <laughs> we haven't hunted coyotes. We have hunted pretty much everything else. We, we can do that. What was that? I couldn't hear you. I said we we have not hunted coyotes, but we can make that happen. Exactly. We're going to have to work on that one. But what I wanted to talk about Mike with, because Mike is a, a Primos pro staffer extraordinaire. You know, that that's your new title to me with Primos. If, if, <laughs> if they don't like it, too bad. <laughs> 20 years I've got with them now. Oh, my goodness gracious. I remember when you first started with them. I was only 10 years old. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> 10 years old. <laughs> Obviously, we've already gone off the track on this one. 
Uh, yeah, it took a little longer than normal, though. Yeah. Hey, Mike, your season is open for, for the archery hunters, whether you're uh, a crossbow hunter or a longbow hunter. It, deer hunting early in the season is so much more different than the shotgun season or if you're in a state that has rifle season or, you know, late season uh, archery, isn't it? Yeah. Right now, we're kind of in a transition. At the beginning of the season, on October 1st, the bucks are kind of interested in does, but the does don't care a thing. They, they're still being moms. They don't really care about the bucks. They kind of tolerate them, I think you'd call it. But now, because it's later in the month, they're starting to, starting to think a little bit about the bucks and and being being moms again. And the, the babies aren't as... as uh, attached to the moms as, as it were mm-hmm. they're, they're wandering away a little bit more and they're starting to to get kind of a life of their own and the bucks are definitely interested i've talked to a bunch of guys especially out on on our place out in uh, galena the bucks are definitely interested there's there's a the little guys are starting to make scrapes and they're starting to revisit scrapes mm-hmm. so it's 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 getting to that magical time and if you talk to bow hunters there's there's guys that that will not do anything on uh, Halloween, but bow hunts. Really? A couple days be- yeah, the couple days before and a couple days after are the the magic time for avid bow hunters. I was one once. I'm not as avid anymore. <laughs> but, yes, they want to be in the trees anytime they can around Halloween because that's when the bucks are starting to get ramped up and they're starting to move around a lot. Mm-hmm. Now, is it when this time of the year, as you said, you know, they're, they're moving around more. They're, you know, they're, the, the boys are saying, hey, girls, what's happening? You know, we got to check these out. You know, let's take a walk down to the pond and have a little drink of water together or something like that. But uh, where did that come from? I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> you're, you, you've, been, <laughs> you've been drinking already this morning. Yeah, I have been. Uh, but, <laughs> you got to leave that Irish coffee alone. Yeah, I know. But, you know, here, here we are. I mean, when you set up a... Now, I never, you know, I just, I've, I, I used to go up on a uh, tree stand sometimes as I've got more mature in my life. I just, I like ground hunting. I just like it. <laughs> I agree a hundred percent. Last season, I was sitting in, in a Primos, one of the new surround view 360s, and I had an epiphany. I am never climbing a tree again. <laughs> I like ground blinds. I will be a ground hunter from now on. Yeah, it, and, and you could be just as effective. The only thing with a with a blind is if you're hunting deer, they need time to get used to that thing, and it and it's all it is. It's a thing, but they'll be freaked out for a month or so. So the earlier you can get that ground blind set up where you want to hunt, mm-hmm. the less likely they are to freak out. And it's not it's not really smell. It's not really. It's just the sight. They know where they're where they're where they go. And this looks different to them. Now, you know, you mentioned scrapes. Um, you know, what, when you set up a blind, and let's talk about a ground blind. When, when you set up a do you want to be near a scrape? Do you want to be near where it looks like they're, you know, they're doing something on a tree where they're maybe, you know, doing an antler rub or, you know, they're, you know, ripping the ground up? Do you want to be near that or do you want to be a little bit further away from those things? I, I think if you talk to seven guys, you're going to get seven different answers. I don't like to be on top of anything. I don't like to be on top of trails. I don't like to be on top on top of a, a rub line or a scrape line. Near it, if you can find, figure out the path that they're taking or the trail that they're taking to and from, then 
that's where I want to be. But uh, you'll talk to a, uh, another guy that he likes to be right out, you know, 20 yards from the scrape on that straight line. So it's whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. It, it's trial and error. I've I've been busted on scrape lines, so I kind of stay away from them. When you're ground, you know, hunting deer, especially in early season, uh, there's so many different products on the market. Uh, you know the, the the you know the buck. I'm I'm not saying any one name, but I mean you know it's like an aerosol can. You set it off, and it sends out a spray for about five or ten minutes up. I mean, mm-hmm. are these things something to take a look at? Uh, the, the attractants, for for lack of a better terms. Well. From our seminars, you know there's two schools of thought. There's guys that like to be a ghost. There's guys that like to be as scent-free as possible and not have the deer aware of their presence at all. I'm not that good. I like a a cover scent or an attractant. I like that. Mm -hmm. It just gives you a little bit more flexibility to make mistakes, and I I make mistakes. So I get as scent-free as I possibly can, but I'm not a fanatic about it. And then I take a... um, a, a cover scent with me and use a cover scent to cover whatever mistakes I may have made. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's pretty good. Now, you know, I know um, the, uh, we, it's, it looks like a, a piece of cotton uh, material where you dip it into your uh, scent and you hang it in a tree. And I've, I shot one deer that it was in Rock Cut State Park and I'm sitting there watching this thing and that thing went, walked right up to that scent that was hanging in a branch and gave it the biggest sniff I've ever seen a deer. And I said, well, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> then I picked up the gun and we had another conversation. But uh, <laughs> uh-huh. but I just, you know, I look at all these different scents and stuff and, you know, the ones that make you smell like this and these sprays and the, 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 you know, uh, acorns and apples and all. I mean, it's just, it's forever. And I know some of that may be something to get us excited uh, to, you know, confidence, et cetera. But I just was like, you know, I just, you know, wasn't too sure about that. I mean, it's like turkey hunting. You know, guys could smoke when you're turkey hunting because damn turkeys can't smell a thing. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. The, the biggest thing that I try to instill in people is confidence. If it works for you, then keep doing it. Don't change products. You know I've been using the same scent product for... 15 years, and it works for me. Mm-hmm. I, I like that scent. I've had guys say, no, 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 I like a different scent, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that, and I don't take it personally. This is what works for me. I missed um, a 200-class whitetail because of, no, I almost said that wrong. I missed, I got to see a 200-class whitetail, and the only reason I got to see this this big buck is because I was using this particular descent. Had I not had that scent, because he came in directly downwind of me, had I not had that scent, he'd have never showed himself. Mm. And then I proceeded to get the worst case of buck fever I've ever had, and I missed what was a world-class deer. Twice, as a matter of fact. Once at 50 yards, and once going away at 90-something. But I, I attribute it, and I wrote an article for Midwest Outdoors about buck fever, and I attribute it just to having a scent, and it, the wind shifted, and it came from behind me and blew right out into the field, and he came out and never knew I was there. Interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, and like I said, there's just, you know, early season deer hunting just seems to be so different to me, 
And uh, well, and that's why I said I got to get Mike on the show here to talk about it because these are the things that you know start our heart pumping in October. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Like I said, though, Charles, we're in that transition now. Early season is October 1st to the 15th or so. That's when it hasn't really been cold yet. There hasn't been any frost, and, and it's still kind of Indian summerish. We've now transitioned into the good part of the year. From now until, I'm going to say, from now until the end of November is when everybody that can hunt should hunt every time you can. Okay. And what Primo's product should I have with me in my blind? Uh, you know I love the Buck Roar. We have a new version of it. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it's pretty good. And then you have to have a can. You have to have that that simple dough bleed that everybody, everybody's got a version of it, but for some reason ours seems to work better than, than most. Mm-hmm. And oh. that's... That's pretty much it. And you can you can carry all kinds of stuff. Now, my brother, he'll carry a turkey call. And the reason behind that is he thinks that if deer hear a turkey, they'll be more calm because turkeys are, are, are more skittish than deer. And you know from experience, a deer will run off a little bit and then turn around and try to figure out what spooked it. Mm-hmm. When a turkey runs, he just gets out. He just leaves. He just leaves. So my brother carries a turkey call with him. Amazing. Well, Mike, thanks for coming on today's show. I thank you for having me. <laughs> and uh, let's get out there and chase something together, okay, my friend? It's been too long. It's been way too long. Tell you what, Mike Reynolds, everybody, Primo's pro staffer extraordinaire. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. <laughs> Buy a fishing boat in November from Waterworks that's powered by a Mercury motor and say... Oh, yeah, it is saving money. Waterworks at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills is having truckloads of Lowe's, Lunds, Sea Pros, Monterey boats, all powered by a Mercury motor, delivered every week. And they are giving you boat show incentives now, layaway prices now, and winter discounts now. For five years running, Waterworks has received the prestigious CSI Award for customer satisfaction, so you know Waterworks is many steps above all other dealers for price and service. Waterworks can also save you money on winterizing and winter storage. Just call them at 708-798-9700 or go to waterworkswithane.com and say, oh yeah, to saving more money. You love watching us on TV? Now you can enjoy the great outdoors every day of the week with a subscription to Midwest Outdoors magazine. For only $14.95, you get 12 big issues loaded with the best of fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors. Each one packed with how-to and where-to-go information you can use all year long. Call 1-800-606-FISH. What are you waiting for? Call 1-800-606-FISH and start your adventure with Midwest Outdoors today. HookandHuntTV.com is educating and informative. Jim Crowley shows anglers and hunters how, when, and why. If you have attended his seminars, you know his no-nonsense approach. Learn, watch, learn, and apply. Information is the key to success on HookandHuntTV.com. 
Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. It was a name to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoor on ESPN Radio AM 1000 in Chicago. Well, hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, Mr. Feldman and Mr. Kubal and my crazy buddy Mike Reynolds. We had a lot of fun with them. want to thank our sponsors who bring this program to you every single week, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Remember, Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's, your adventure starts here. Waterworks Marine, check out all those 2020s sitting there in the lot. Lots of great places there. Well, I always like to leave you with a Native American proverb, and, you know, this one kind of comes from the, I hope I'm saying it properly, the Niska tribe, and it's uh, Grace Azek. It says, as elders, it is our place to show respect for the young people in order to gain their respect. It is, as an elder, it is our place to show respect to the young people in order to gain respect from them. That's really, <laughs> that's pretty deep. But that's very, very true. When I think about it, as we show to them, they show to us. As our parents taught us well, our, we teach our children well. Very true. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. But please remember, we don't own the rain, the wind, the storm, the fish we catch, the trout we catch, and the pheasants I'm chasing. We really borrow it all from our children's children's children. We'll see you next week right here on Chauncey's Great Outdoors.